I shouldn't be doing this right now. I should be writing. I have... No offense, folks, but I have better things to do than this. I have a wedding to plan, a book to write, a... Whatever, whatever. And I'm not editing that out, Benji. It's early in the morning and I woke up to record this, so hey, guess what? I can say what I want. It's, it's not me trying to offend you guys. You know, I love all of you. It's just... This is exhausting. And I forgot how good caffeine was, even though I'm trying to limit my intake. So, uh, I've only had one cup of coffee so far. So, like, yeah, I'm kind of grouchy. Sorry. Anyway, so, uh, hi, I'm Robin, uh, DeBank. Uh, no, that's not my last name. That's, uh, that's a dumb joke that I haven't told since I was 15. Um... My last name's Harper. I don't know why I opened with that. <laughs> I'm 24 years old. I'm engaged to the coolest, smartest, best woman on earth. And uh, both of us have been seeing some weird shit these last few weeks. So uh, as that implies, I can confirm that some weird things have been happening in my hometown lately. I, I haven't been here for a few years. I, uh... Moved to D.C. for college, and I didn't really think I'd come back. But uh, my folks said they wanted me to have the old house because they're moving to the lake house in Maine for some weird reason. And uh, D.C. rent is crazy. And our plan to travel the world has unfortunately been delayed by how goddamn expensive weddings are. So uh, Lane and I moved here. And it's kind of sweet. Very romantic to live in a big house by the beach, watch the sunset every night, but, uh... Point is, I haven't been here for a while. But when I grew up here, nothing ever happened that was out of the ordinary. It was a pretty boring town, as has been stated before. Like, we have ghost stories, obviously, a few murders, a few freak accidents, you know, the usual small town stuff, but... Now it's different. Now it's like full time. It's everywhere. I'll be walking and I'll catch a flash of purple in the sky, stalking me. And unless Lane or one of you guys is with me, it's, it's like I'm the only one who notices. Everyone, everything else freezes. That, that thing that kept messing with Ben's recording, it interrupted NPR the other day, like halfway through this really interesting piece on urban farming greenhouses that also serve as senior dog sanctuaries. It, I found the full piece on their site, but like I missed a full two minutes of it because some robot wants to talk to me about where and how I'll die. Um, I was catching up with a friend the other day, uh, Penelope Scott, the dean's daughter. She graduated from Corielli in my class, and uh, I mentioned casually that I was thinking about going to the next board meeting to catch up on that hot parental gossip, you know. Because I babysat a lot of current students there when they were kids, so it's fairly reasonable, not the worst lie I've ever told. What board? she asked. She sounded genuine. We never had one, right? It was student council, no parent liaisons, because we're independent. Or something like that. And I can't remember either way, like, I assumed there was a parent board. It was a while ago. I can't remember what I had for lunch yesterday, much less... Oh, it was hummus. It was hummus. I had hummus for lunch yesterday. It was not great. Like, 
I can do better. I need to buy chickpeas. I'll text Lane after this and tell her to pick some up. Or now, I'll text her now. So, anyway, the board maybe doesn't exist, kind of, sort of. Who knows? Not me. I wrote 1,500 words today of the, of the thing, of the book, and then I deleted all of them because I was so caught up in thinking about this. You know, like, there's no room for the great American novel when you're potentially being haunted by ghosts or aliens or something. Is it even great or American, though? I, I don't know. I take umbrage with that. Like, with the idea of the great American novel, but that's not relevant at all. It's not like anybody stayed on topic in their tapes, but uh, I'm an adult. I, uh, whatever. There's something about the beach. This beach. The one I'm recording on. All desolate and wintry. You know, no one's here. Not even the college kids, because they're scared of it. Because it's probably haunted. Because the boardwalks are worn down, and splintery, and sand eroded, and Lane and I hung a hammock here when we moved in. And we have it all to ourselves. Oh, and also Douglas, grumpy old man, deserves a little cat-sized hammock all to himself so he can sunbathe without having to jump and hurt those poor hips of his. But there's something about the beach. It's something so isolated from the rest of the world, you know? Not, not like when you're at Ocean City in the middle of August. No, I, I mean when you're alone and maybe it's 40 degrees out in the middle of January. And maybe you're listening to some acoustic cover of your favorite 2004 pop song, as is my want. And you just feel something. Like it's tugging at you. Like maybe the beach itself is the siren song from folklore. Maybe the beach is telling you to go. To go home. Even if the beach and you have different definitions of the word. My definition is uh, the house with Elaine and Douglas and the hammock and the fireplace and the messy bedroom and the wholeness of it all. And the beach's definition is the ocean and the abyss and what have you. Except, no, that's bland high school level faux existentialism and I am better than that. I promise you, I'm better than that. But there is something about the beach, you know? Just, just there's something. And I, I think it's important to all of this. I, look, listen, maybe I was homesick and I didn't even know it before I came back. I think that's the thing. I think it's just delayed homesickness and exhaustion. Lane and I can't agree on napkin colors. We argued, not, no, not argued, that's too strong a verb, about that on the hammock the other night, and that's why that thought comes to mind. And how dumb is that, that we're worried about that right now? It's, it's a lot. It's... Uh, sorry, uh, oh, hi, hi, uh, Angie. 
God, I can't even get used to calling you that. I'm so used to Angela. It's... Never mind. What's, um... What do you mean? I'm, I'm recording my thing right now. No, no, the mic's not picking you up. I can, uh... Is she... How do you just... And then poof? That's... Look. Uh, Lainey has the car right now, so I have to walk, or I'll, I'll do something. It, it won't be the fastest, but I'll get there ASAP, okay? As soon as I'm done with this. And I will be soon, I swear, okay? Okay, I got you. Just... Uh, just explain the situation as best you can, and I'll repeat it into the mic, piece by piece, for science. <sighs> Teresa went missing this morning. Uh, Angie heard her get up around 5 a.m. She went to the beach. She left a note that said she'd be back by nine. She has class at nine. Um, oh God, um, Benji was up. He uh, texted Angie that he saw her by the beach around six. And AJ, who's on his way to SAT prep. Uh, God, he's so old now, what the hell? Um, he saw her knee deep in the water at 6.30. He yelled across to her, and she, uh, she didn't respond. She just kept staring ahead, not moving. Like she was, like she was hypnotized. Angie, hun, I, I need you to breathe. And they say she just vanished at seven. In a flash, that, that dumb, terrible light, an orb of it. It's 8.12 right now, and she isn't back. And Charlotte already knows. Lane still needs a call, but... Angie hung up, which I get. She's hyperventilating. She... I should go over and check on her. I think I can get a ride here to campus, but... Oh, my God. I just... I don't... She, I thought the worst it would get was going to be Charlotte, a baby, getting grabbed and roughed up a little bit. And that's, that's terrible. That's terrifying. That's, but it's, it's not entirely impossible that that would happen to any of us anyway. We're all, it's more than likely more understandable to get attacked physically than to get bamfed away in an orb of light, you know? Like, I'm sure once this is all over, she'll never shut up about it. <sighs> when I was, like, 13, I was babysitting her, and she made me watch Twin Peaks. Like, girl was seven, and making me watch her parents' Twin Peaks season two box set with her. What <laughs> She's got to come back. If only for the story of it. Sell her memoir to David Lynch, or whatever. She'll come back. If only to do that. Love that kid. 
Hate Twin Peaks season two, but love that kid. God, I'm, I don't know how. I have to go. Uh, AJ's turn is next week, so he'll give updates, but I just. God. I'm sorry. I have to go help everybody. I am a. Goodbye, I guess. Hi, my name is B Highland. I write and produce this dang thing. I have my mic back. That's cool. Thank you for listening to episode four of Violet Beach. Um, the voice of Robin was Katie Waddell. She's excellent. She's wonderful. You get the gist. Um, I, I cannot praise my actors enough. Like, I, I adore them. So thanks for listening. We're at the halfway point. Um, we're past the halfway point, I suppose. So if you're not committed commit bud come on take take that final rose it's a terrible franchise um anyway thank you again for listening you can check out the show on tumblr and twitter at violet beach pod um please retweet reblog tell a friend uh we're using the tags violet beach with spaces and without spaces like follow your heart with that um and check out me on twitter at b highland uh, check out the show on Kofi and Patreon. Uh, the Patreon is at Violet Beach. Uh, the Kofi is at B Highland. I totally understand Visavi Patreon. What's going on until that problem's resolved? I totally get it. Um, but if you want to give the show like a little boost um, without donating money, you can give us a review on iTunes. Um, written reviews are excellent, um, but star reviews are also great. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to message me on Twitter, Tumblr, anything previously mentioned. So yeah, thank you. I love you. Bye.